the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. Pastor Rander's message awakens this question in us. What is God's will for my life now that I am saved? Given life's circumstances, we may need to ask this question more than once. God gives us free will. He doesn't force himself on us. So it is up to us to seek, study, obey, and meditate on his word if we are to reap all of the blessings that come from serving him. We will fall immeasurably short of what he has in store for us if we do anything less. You'll want to take notes, so have your Bible, pen, and paper ready. Some of you have too much pride to, to even let people know you don't know. And you rather shipwreck your life before you ask anybody anything. Do you realize pretty much everything you could, could need is in this church. The council is here. The people is here. Uh, help is here. A word of encouragement is here. The prayers are here. The bearing one another's burdens are here. All, all of it's here. It's here. And so you got to at least ask. Ask. Consulting with a trusted voice. Seeking godly counsel is so valuable when it comes to knowing uh, the will of God. Now, don't ask folk that don't know any more than you. You teenagers out there, you, you 17, don't ask somebody 15, what does the Lord want me to do? They're sending you down skid row. They don't even know their name. They don't even know, a lot of them don't know why they, why they living. They can't count, can't read, uh, don't know history. And you asking them, well, tell me about my will for my life. Oh, that's a joke. That's a joke. Uh, Thank you, Holy Ghost. This is not written down. You young folk out there, let me see everybody 18 and under. I ought to go 25 and under, but I'll go 18. You stand up if you 18 and under. Just stand up. 18 and under, just stand up. I'm not going to make you talk. Just stand up. Let's give them all a big hand. Just remain standing. You, remain standing, I got a point for you. It's not written, but it's in my heart. You'll be wise beyond your day if you involve your parents in your life, asking them questions, stop being so secretive, don't hide things from them, be open to them, be transparent with them. Don't be deceptive. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. Be honest with them. Obey them the first time. Listen to them and you will have success. 
They, I know it's hard to believe, but they were once your age. They were once your age. They were once, I know it was a long time ago. I know you think we don't know nothing. I know you think we're a bunch of dummies, but we're not, we, we's not as dumb as you think. You may be seated now. Parents, you ought to be applauding on that. Help me. I ought to have some validation on that. And I don't care if you're 18, 19, or 20. Don't, don't ever tell your parents I, I, in the house, you under their, in their house, I'm grown. They know how old you are. You don't inform them. They brought you in the world. And you blessed that they, they haven't taken you out. They know you grown, but they more grown. They, they have twice the experience. They've made mistakes and they can save you some. Oh, I'm trying to help y'all. <laughs> oh, God, help me. Godly counsel come from your parents. Godly, you know, even a fool can teach you something. You say, what can a fool teach you? What not to do? <laughs> they teach you what? Oh, I, look at that fool. Oh, I ain't, I'm not doing that one. I remember this time some years ago, these kids, these college kids were going to go over, some of them going to go over to China somewhere. I don't know where that was. I'm somewhere overseas. And they put paint all over these cars. But they couldn't, and the, and the president was trying to intervene and trying to get them back. And they were, they were stuck over there. It was years, decades ago. And uh, they eventually let them go, but they had to get a cane. Anybody know about that cane? If you remember that, raise your hand. So you, see, they know I'm like, keep your hands up. You young folk, look around, look around. I mean, they had to get, they had to get a cane by a martial artist or something. And they said, okay, we're going to let you go, but not before you're beaten. <laughs> oh, I put myself, can you imagine when they get that mar- marshal? <laughs> How many more? When they came back here, they were humiliated, embarrassed. Listen, I'm, try, I'm telling the young folks now, don't let all your lessons have to be hard learned. Be wise enough to learn from somebody else's mistake. That's one less you will have to make. I'm almost done. Oh, I ain't hardly through with this message. Oh, God, help me. Listen, we are, we are, uh, we are on number seven. If you allow the Holy Spirit to direct your life, he will lead you into God's will. If you allow the Holy Spirit to direct your life, he will lead you into God's will. Acts chapter 16, verses 6 and 7. It says, it says, next Paul and Silas Travel through the area of Phrygia and Galatia. But look at this. Because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word. Prevented? Yeah. 
the Holy Spirit redirected them, prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Verse 7. Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north to the province of, province of Bithynia. But again, look how the Spirit's in charge. The Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. I wish you could read the rest of that for your own, in your own quiet time in Acts chapter 16. But I have something I want to say. If you will allow the Holy Spirit to direct your life, he will lead you into God's will. One of the wise, I want you to write this down. One of the wisest prayers you can pray is, Lord, I need your Holy Spirit to set the agenda of my life. I need the Holy Spirit to set the agenda of my life. I I, I need the Holy Spirit to immerse my will into his will. When you are full of the Spirit, that means you are under the control of the Holy Spirit. When you are full of the Spirit, that means you are led by the direction of the Holy Spirit as to where you should and should not go. When the Holy Spirit is in charge of your life, he will tell you where to go, and he will also tell you where not to go. He will tell you what stations on television you can look at, and he will also tell you what stations you should not look at. He'll tell you what music you should listen to, and he'll tell you what music you should not listen to. He'll tell you what rap you can hear, have permission to hear, and he'll tell you what rap is deadly and wars against your soul. He'll tell you what 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 girl to marry, a young lady to marry, and what young lady you better stay away from. I don't care how pretty she is, how fine she is, money, whatever she got. Matter of fact, don't ever marry a man or a woman for what they have. That's right. Better be broke together and get it together than marry somebody because of what they what they have. And they'll wash your face. Well, I had this for you. You need me. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll wash your face with it. God will gladly take over navigating our lives when we surrender to him. He's standing on the outside waiting for us to open the door of our hearts from the inside. We must let him in and give him complete control. As Pastor Rander continues today's message, listen closely as he focuses in on God's criteria for knowing His will and what we must willingly do to live in Him, through Him, and for Him. God must always be first in all things and we must submit to His Lordship in all things. Remember to keep your Bible, pen, and paper handy. I was a, I was a broke man when I married my wife, I She'll tell you that. I got a testimony. She, she, you can ask after church, was he really that broke? I sure was. I was broke. I was good and broke. I was, I was, I was willing to work. Willing to work. Just about to get my master's degree. I had an old uh, uh, un-air un- conditioned Chevy. I had a little piano and, uh, and some, a few clothes. And that, and that was it. And I moved into her house. <laughs> she had a house. I left my mom and dad. I, she had a house. I went to her house. 
I went to her. I went to her house. You can't you believe? I went there. She let me in. <laughs> then we then we bought another house. We only stayed there about I don't know three or four months, and then got moved to the center. It was our dream house too. Our babies were little, and we just bought this nice, beautiful house off the lake. And we said, "This is our home." We were set. She was at the law firm. I was teaching. We were teaching, and we were just set. And God said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." I just want you to taste it. I gave you what you asked for. Now you got to get up and move. I said, what? Our neighbor, the Bornsteins, they were Jewish and they took our stuff and put it in their garage and we had a townhouse on the other side and we, we stayed there a little while and then we had to get rid of that. That's another story behind that. But anyway, uh, the, the deacons of the previous church came and got us and, uh, and took us to San Antonio back in 1984. And we've been here ever since. But and we but all these other houses we bought t- together. It's all right being broke when you start it. When you start out, just don't stay perpetually broke. <laughs> Amen. It's not wrong with being broke. It's not wrong with being in the ghetto. Just don't be satisfied living there. Okay? Don't throw yourself a pity party. Do something about your condition. Get up! It's nothing wrong with washing dishes. If you're trying to invest yourself, wash some dishes, bust some suds. But you, you don't have to stay in the dishes. You get tired of you get tired of dishes enough, you do better. The Holy Spirit will tell you where and where not to go. In this passage, you can clearly see God was navigating. In this passage, God was navigating Paul and Silas through the Holy Spirit. If you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, he will place you right in the center of God's will for your life. My friend, who is navigating your life? Who is navigating your life? Who's who's navigating your life? Is it Satan? Is it other people? Oh, is it social media, Facebook? And this other kind of stuff, y'all go, these young folk go from thing to thing to thing. I heard, I heard somebody say, well, young, a lot of young folk now is not on Facebook. They moved on. What y'all called it something? What's that? Snap something? Snapchat. I don't even know all this stuff and Instagram and I don't know what all, but that y'all migrate because you don't want folk, you know, by the time your parents catch up, you like ants, you move on to the next thing. <laughs> You talking about, I got a lot of friends on Facebook. You kidding me? Those folks got your friend. I'm, I'm befriending them. I said, that's a, that's a joke. You think you got all those friends? That's a, you, you, you just see those, those folks got your friend. Just get in trouble. Just, I hope you don't go to jail, but go to jail and see what will happen. Now, don't go. I'm not telling you to go. Please, please don't go. Please don't go. But I'm just saying. All those folk you calling your friend on Facebook, they are not your friends. The Holy Ghost is your best friend. A couple of more and we'll be done. Number eight, listening and obeying God is so critical to knowing the will of God for your life. Listening and obeying God is so critical to knowing the will of God for your life. Isaiah 46, 12 says, I love these first three words. Listen to me. I could preach a message right there. 
Listening and obeying God is so critical to knowing the will of God for your life. The, the first three words in, in Isaiah 46, 12 is, will you listen to me, you stubborn hearted? You got some stubborn hearted husbands, some stubborn hearted wives. Can't tell that wife nothing. She speak a thousand words before that man can get one sentence out. You got some stubborn hearted children, some stubborn hearted uh, husbands. Stubborn is ruling the day. Who, who are far from righteousness. John 10, 27 also says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. That's intimate personal relationship. And they follow me. Now you're either sheep or you're goat. Sheep follow the shepherd. Goats buck and fight. My sheep, those who belong to Jesus, hear his voice. With so many voices in the world. Let me give you some of these voices, such as astrologists, the voices of psychics. I love to talk to, I need to talk to one of these psychics one day. I never talked to one. I need to talk to one so I can help them out. Because I put them in, uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll mess them up. I put them in H-E-B and say, now, what are the sugar on? <laughs> At the door. Now, I won't wait till they see aisle number six. I walk in, now, now you psychic, now what? Uh, something simple. I'm not going to get something complex. Now, we just walked in the door of H-E-B. Now, I want you to tell me in this store what aisle is the sugar on. You say you're a psychic. Then you can do some business with me. Or maybe you need to pay me for helping you. With so many voices, such as astrologists, psychics, palm readers, all these talk, talk shows on television, all these talk shows on the radio, talk to talk to talk, NPR, ZTV, politicians talk, celebrities, they got a platform, they talk, athletes talk. Coaches talk that need to shut up. They got a voice because they're a coach. They think they got, they're a, they're a counselor. Cult leaders all out there competing for your attention. You must be determined to listen and obey the voice of God if you really desire to know God's will. Before you can really hear God, listen to me, y'all. Before you can really hear God, you must be still. Before you can really hear God, you must be quiet. Before you can really hear God, you have to slow down. I'm talking about me now. I'm talking about a whole lot of you too. You got to slow down. Your gender's so tight, wired up so tight. And we have to realize we can't be all things to all people. You can't be everywhere. You're not omnipresent. Got to slow down. You have to, if you're going to hear God, you got to, you have to remove all distractions. All distractions. Unless you, listen to this, unless you have an inner longing to hear the Lord speak to you, you will not hear him speak. Unless you have a what? Inner longing to hear him speak to you, you will not hear him speak. Absolutely nothing in your life is more important than learning to know God's voice when he speaks. 
That is so big until I be, it went right by some of y'all. Some of y'all missed it. Absolutely nothing in your life is more important than learning to know God's voice when he speaks. Last but not the least, spiritual discernment is so essential for knowing God's will for your life. Spiritual discernment is so critical to knowing God's will for your life. There's a passage tucked away in 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 7 through 9. It says, Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father, David. This is Solomon speaking here. But look, look how he humbly speaks. But I am a little child. He humbles himself. I do not know how to go out or come in, God. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen. A great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. He was going to, listen, he's inheriting the throne and the people he's going to, going to rule over is so many of them until they could not even be counted. And in the midst of the throngs of people, he says, I'm but a child. He's, he's owning up to the fact that I really don't know how to handle this. I don't know what I'm doing. He was owning up to the fact that I need God. And look what he says. Therefore, God, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, underline this, that I may discern between good and evil. That I may discern between good and evil. For who, for who is able to judge this great people of yours? He said, I can't do this. I need wisdom. One who is Uh, Let me just say this first. Spiritual discernment is so essential for knowing God's will in your life. One who is spiritual discerning, you you need to be praying for this, thinks wisely. He thinks, he or she thinks wisely. When you have it, spiritual discernment is to have spiritual insight. It is to have spiritual understanding. Let me tell you something. Spiritual discernment will keep you from discovering you were on the wrong path in life 50 years later. See, did you get that? Spiritual discernment will keep you from discovering. It'll keep you from discovering you were on the wrong path in life 50 years later. So, young folk, if you get this spiritual discernment now, when you turn 50 and 60, you can rejoice that you've had much progress and you're not looking at pain and suffering and regression and, and, and loss of ground and loss of time 50 years later. My friend, you cannot recover your lost time. Did you hear what I just said? You can't, once that time has been lost, you cannot get it back. This is why knowing the will of God for your life today is so important. Let me ask you a question as I conclude this message. I want to ask you, do you know if you are in the will of God for your life today? 
Do you know that you are in the will of God for your life today? If you're not in the will of God, if you're not unsure, you need to come to Jesus now and allow him to direct your life starting today. And if you would allow him to direct your life starting today, you know what he'll do? He will restore what the locusts have eaten. You say, but, I, but I'm 50. Now, that's late, but it's not too late for God. You can do some of your greatest work starting at 50. You know how old Moses was when he started? He was 80. You know, like, okay, okay. now don't you wait till 80 talking about I'm going to be like Moses. You may doubt. <laughs> come on now, come on, don't go there. Don't go there. Caleb was 85. Well, I'll wait till I'm 84 and a half. And I'll say, oh, 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 oh. Don't live like the devil and then got one foot in the grave and the other and out of the grave. Now you're talking about Lord use you. Now God wants you while you unstroked. That's right. That's right. You know, here you are. You, you zip and zap and use all your energy for, for you, yourself, and people. And here you come on a walking crane. Cane now, use me, Lord. Well, now, he will use you on a cane, but how much more could he have used you in the prime time of your life? You know what God, you know, God wants to use you now. But the question is, Will you let? And all God's children said, Amen. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org, where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.